Today on Sales Team Rescue, we talk about financing and how you need to be careful that your biases are not only costing you sales, but potentially blocking someone else's opportunity for success. Want to learn more? Stay tuned. Hit the music. I'm Sales Team Turnaround Specialist Jeremy DeMerchant, and each week I bring sales leaders like you experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 133. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to talk about financial matters. Um, and I use that title specifically because it can have two meanings. Not only are we going to talk about financial matters, but the financial side of things truly matters. And this is especially important when it comes to sales. So you as the sales professional or you as the lead of a sales team or the leader of a sales team, your responsibility is to make sure that when you're having conversations or your team's having conversations with people that could get value from what you're offering and you've got financing options in place that they truly understand whether or not that makes sense. So before we dive in, I just want to get some things out of the way. There's a lot of people that talk about financing in very negative ways. They say, oh no, you're going to pay too much. Oh, the interest payment can be high. It, I mean, it can be high, but it depends on what you compare it to. People say, you know what, like, for example, I've been in scenarios where um, we've talked to people about, hey, if you've got room on your house to take a, a home equity line of credit, um, I guess the house to use those funds, then that might make sense. Now, I'm not saying that's a do it every day kind of thing, but there are scenarios where that does make sense. And I think it's very important that us as sales professionals, sales leaders, understand what financing truly means, what to watch out for, and know that there are scenarios where it makes 100% sense, no pun intended, for your prospect to take advantage of a financing opportunity and not just because it makes it easy to buy. Okay, so that's what we want to dive into. So first of all, let's talk about financing. Financing, for example, on a credit card, okay, we have no problem typically asking somebody to use a credit card to pay for something. In fact, it's one of the easiest ways to process a transaction within a certain dollar range overall. But what are we really doing? Like, why is a credit card attractive? Well, one, it's electronic, so it's easy to process. But two, when I put something on my credit card, I've got two main options of what to do with it. One, I've typically got 21 days for, with no interest. Okay, it's not going to happen until the next billing cycle, but you typically it's 21 days depending on your card. Two, if I don't pay it off within that 21-day interest-free window, I just have to make an interest payment. Now, some people will say, oof, you know, you got to pay off your credit cards. I'm not here to preach philosophies of finances. But what I will, what I do want to do is help you understand the perspective in which you can look at financing and how it may best support your prospect or your customer and helping them achieve what they want. So let's take a step back. If I was to put something on a credit card, depending on my card, depending on the interest rate, and it can vary, but 
for every $1,000 that your product costs, let's say your product's $10,000, for every $1,000 of that that's left on a credit card, the payment ends up probably somewhere between $10 and $25 per month for the interest. And there's other variables. You might have other fees on your credit card. Um, there's too many variations there to really address that part. But the question becomes this. You as a company, you get your $1,000 or $10,000. Let's, let's say $10,000. $10,000 offer. And the trade-off for that is somebody needs to make a payment each month in interest between $100 and $250 a month, depending on the interest rate on their credit card. If you are delivering $10,000 worth of value minimum to this person. And let's just say that you've got something that, um, you know, can help grow somebody's business. And the, the ideal scenario is that like a 10 axis, right? So you're charging $10,000. Your goal is to help make $100,000 for them as an example. And the only way that person can take advantage of your offer is by financing it. And let's just use the credit card rates as the example. Is it worth them paying $100 to $250 a month to get access to this material? Now, if we say, if we look at the credit card payment, yes, you're paying a fee for financing, like you're paying that interest rate. But will they get the return? Now, this totally depends on your product, on your program, whatever. Nothing's 100%, right? You could give somebody a machine that turned $1 bills into $100 bills legally. Obviously, they don't exist, but let's just say you did. You still can't guarantee they're going to use it, right? Nothing's 100%. And so when you're approaching things thinking, oh, no, is it ethical? They're going to pay an extra uh, you know, $2,500 a year on interest, for example, on this $10,000 product. Is that ethical? Well, the ethical question actually isn't yours to answer. Your job's just to offer it, right? They need to make the decision. And the challenge that I have, because you can believe whatever you want about money, but if you have an abundance mindset, it's going to help you be more successful. If you have a belief about money and it's a negative one, it's, it's a, a one that's not abundant, right? You're, you're focusing on a lack of funds. Um, you feel like there's a limited amount of money in the world. You're going to have a big challenge. And the worst part of it is that you're going to imprint that thought process or that mindset onto the person you're speaking to. You're going to talk them out of doing financing because you think um, if you aren't able to pay anything on the balances for the next year, you've just paid extra $2,500. And that statement's not wrong, but it's up to them to decide if that's a decision they want to make, not you. So the best way that you can support your prospect or client is to go in understanding what the options are, especially on the financing side. Make sure they understand, but try to keep your biases out of it. Or if you want to be, um, you know, if you've got an abundant mindset, but you also want to play cautious like I do. I don't want to uh, make all these promises to somebody that I'm not sure can be fulfilled. So what I might say is, look, Mr. Smith, you're interested in this program, it's $10,000. Great. Now, we do have a financing program. Um, so one, you can put this on your credit card, which is what most people do and we don't really think about it. But this also can apply to a more formal financing program. Maybe you look at the interest rate, and I don't know what the interest rate is um, that you know maybe you're comparing to, but let's say like 
that is high compared to other options. And if there was other money available, I would take the other money, not the 30% money. But do, if you, do you believe if this person applies themselves in the, in the coaching program or this person actually implements what they're buying in the way they're supposed to, will they receive enough return to balance off that 30% interest rate? If the program's $10,000 and they're going to pay an extra $3,000 in interest, is that worth it to them? Is it worth it to get them in the door now knowing they don't need to make the payments initially so they have a little bit of flexibility? And what you'll find a lot of times is that there's people that go, I really need this. This is the thing. This is the key to changing where I'm at. As a sales professional, you want to you know, talk them through that and understand why that is. But let's just say it is. They truly feel that if they have access to this thing you're offering, this program, this software, this product, whatever it is, they feel that it's a no-brainer to sign up for financing that's at a higher interest rate. It's not your job to tell them it's not. Right? It's, not it's not your job to tell them it's a bad idea. It's your job to make sure that you understand the options and they understand the options. And it's your job to say, look, here's the deal. Like, these are what your payments will be. You know, if you're doing in-house financing, right? you're going to be able to see what those payments are going to be. And they need to decide whether or not it's right for them. And if it is, great. If they feel it is, great. If they feel it's not, that's fine too. But I want to stop hearing salespeople essentially talk perfectly qualified buyers out of buying something because they've got a negative perception of financing. Here's the thing. We were taught that uh, most of us, a lot of us were taught that money's bad, lending's bad, interest is the devil, right? And you know what? If you can avoid paying interest, great. In fact, you should try to figure out how to earn interest. But the question isn't about, you know, you're not comparing this dollar that's going to cost 30% versus another dollar that costs 15%. If that's the comparison, get them to use the 15% dollar, right? But if it's a 30% dollar or none, then the question becomes, is it worth not a dollar, but a dollar 30, let's say, okay, is that $10,000 program actually worth $13,000 to them to the long term? over the long term and does being able to get in and only having to make a $250 payment or a hundred dollar payment. Is that a scenario that works for them? Okay. If there was lots of other money to work with, we would have a different conversation and maybe you can explore those. Like you can say, look, yes, we can do in-house financing. Um, however, and maybe there's some other way you feel like, Hey, by the way, do you have a home equity line of credit? Those are typically a lot lower interest. If that's an option, absolutely have that conversation. And you can just explain, look, you know, this is our financing. It's a great opportunity for people that aren't in a place to fund it all up front or um, in a place to make, you know, this scenario. So we've got another option. But there are other options. What other resources and learn a little bit about them. Where are they at? What's happening? Do they have cash flow in their business? Now, I wouldn't like the idea of mortgaging someone's home to buy something. 
I've got mixed feelings about, but I want to be transparent about those biases and I'm not going to put those biases on someone else. If someone says, look, I got 30 grand in my house and I'm going to say, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Yes, you can get the money cheap, but I need to make sure that you're confident that you've got the ability to put that back. Because I don't want to mess with someone's home. But if they can take a home equity line of credit and it's not like getting an entire mortgage, that's something they can use going forward anyway. You have the, just the credit line open up and available. And if they need $10,000 of it to pay for your program and it's at, I don't know, prime plus one, you know, we're talking 5% or less, that's great. As long as you help them understand what that really means on the financing side. Okay. I, I just want people going in with their eyes wide open, but without biases. I don't want you thinking about that, you know, your grandparent who told you that using credit cards is bad when you were eight. I don't want you to share that story because that's not everyone's story. That's not reality. For some people, using credit cards can create a problem if they're doing it on a recurring basis. Absolutely. But you don't want to take that issue and make it someone else's issue. So I want you to be open, whether it's someone that wants to use a credit card, which we seem to do very quickly without thought anymore. Um, if it's someone that wants to do some kind of in-house financing program, if somebody wants to use a home equity line of credit, and I don't want you to be concerned about recommending it, maybe recommending is a strong word, suggesting it. I want you to understand what their options are. If your financing program is like 30% interest, or you know they end up paying significantly more, I would love for you to just discuss some options. Now, maybe your sales manager, your CEO might not like that because I'm sure there's some money to be made on the financing side as well, but have the conversation. We have a great financing program. Um, and when you're, when you don't have any other options, it still works great because although there's a, an interest cost, it still gives you the ability to get access to this. Now, Mr. Smith, do you feel like if you invest the money and you use credit to do it, that you're going to be able to get this return? And they got to be able to say yes, right? Don't just make it, if it's a big ticket item, just don't make it sound like, hey, look, you can get in the door for a hundred bucks. That may technically be right if the first payment is a hundred dollars, but I would have a little bit more of a conversation about it. Make sure you sell the product first. Ask them things like, if financing wasn't an issue, what questions do you have? And then go back and visit the financing. What are the options? But get them sold. Get them to be clear on the value, right? You want to know exactly what this product or service or whatever is going to do for this person. How important is it? I've had plenty times in my life where I would pay $13,000 for a $10,000 item because of the problem that it solved. If you were, if you were alone in the desert and there's no water around and you are thirsty and you're probably hungry too, but Someone shows up with water and they say, look, you're not going to make it if, you know, if, if you're just trying to figure this out yourself, but here's like, I got a bottle of water. The bottle of water is 10 bucks because the desert's outside. I don't know, tourist spot or something. There's $10 bottle of water. And you're like, I don't have $10, but I'm dying. Okay. If I give you this bottle now, on credit, will you agree 
to pay me back $13 for it when we, when you get home. Yeah. Right. That bottle of water could save your life. Now I'm not saying that every coaching program in the world, or every product you sell could save somebody's life, but some things can, or they could significantly make your life better or they could significantly impact somebody else's life. Maybe you're struggling in your, uh, in your business and you need to bring somebody else on. And this program is going to show you how to hire the next person and do it the right way to save yourself a lot of headache. Then, you know, the conversation isn't even about the interest. It's, is this program worth $13,000 instead of $10,000? That's all it needs to be. Don't make it any, like, don't make it this big negative beast because you're blocking people's opinions or opportunities, I should say. You're blocking people's opportunities to be able to take action on something that can make a difference in their life. So if you have biases around money, please go work on those. Talk to someone that um, can help you through those. Uh, I, I believe that there's enough money in the world to go around. Money's being made every day, uh, which is fact. Uh, but also that there's so much money going around that because you win doesn't mean somebody else has to lose. So work on your money mindset. Work on understanding what financing options mean. And make sure you understand all the ins and outs because it's your job to, to educate your, your prospect or your customer. So make sure you're, you're aware of what's going on, but just don't bring your biases on and, and put them on them. Make sure they're informed and do it in a, I want to say a non-biased way again, but I've said that a hundred times. Do it in a way that helps them feel informed, but not swayed. Like, don't try to talk them out of financing if the only option is something that you might see as expensive, but they see it as still a great investment that they can get a return on. Let them do it. Just let them know, hey, this decision for you now is not a $10,000 decision. It's a $13,000 decision, but it'll get you in the door. Are you okay with that? And just make sure they know. Okay. So this is it. Focus on the way you're thinking about money. And most importantly, focus on the way that you're sharing financial options with people. Because financing has allowed people who needed things very badly to get the things that they need based on the resources they had today and allowed them to grow their resources significantly later on because of it. So don't block people from opportunity because of a story you were told when you were a teenager. Let people learn. Okay, let them understand, let them learn. You can educate them, but ultimately let them make that decision. Don't use your biases to recommend or unrecommend something um, that could potentially help somebody. Okay, so that's it for today. That's episode 133 of Sales Team Rescue. Uh, remember, if you want to book a call with yours truly, go to salesteamrescue.com. If you want to download my free gift for you, the five C's of successful sales conversations, go to salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift. Download that. Um, that's a free gift for you. I want you to enjoy it. I've had clients that have closed $10,000 sales having this up next to their computer. So download that. Book a call with me if you're ready to chat about growing your sales team. And if you want to catch reruns of this episode and previous episodes, those are also at salesteamrescue.com. So we will see you right here next time next week. Um, same bat time, same bat channel on Sales Team Rescue. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. 
If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 